Take up these humble words, this humble offering upon your wind and carry it to hearts ready to receive. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Today we finish our trek through the Psalms. Today we finish our trek through the Psalms. Fifteen, nope, sixteen psalms out of 150. Remember, Lisa had two that she carried her week of preaching. Way back on June 4th, we began our journey with the opening words of the Psalter. I'm sure you remember, but they go like this, Psalm 1. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path that sinners tread or sit in the seat of scoffers, but their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves do not wither. In all that they do, they prosper. Our incredible journey began with that word opening to us the way that leads to happiness. God's word is the way to happiness, the Psalter begins. So listening and following that word is the wise door entering into that blessed end. This is the way to life. And so the wise person will steep their whole being from toe tip to head top in the law of the Lord. And that law will set the wise heart to dancing for love of its instruction, will land upon the wise tongue to coat it with, with an eternal song that rings out glory. In season and out, the wise person finds delight in the Lord's instruction for by it one is led into a full life that produces an overflowing abundance of good fruit to be enjoyed. Not selfishly, but by all. God's way is the wise way, for God's way leads to life flourishing. The way we humans fulfill God's command gives us the command that God gives us at the outset, peru be fruitful and multiply. So begins the Psalter. So began our journey tied to the very beginning, tied to God's creation originating words, spoken as the cord connecting us to our source, to one another, to all creation. Now, the 150-tune psalm book that we have today has been often edited and recompiled from the time of Israel's ex exile. And sifting through all the ancient and contemporary material before them, the, the compilers, who by their own history knew the human story is both beauty and sordidness, purposefully opened the Psalter with this way of wisdom. So as, as to guide our understanding into, into all that follows, into all arenas of living. Life begins and is rooted in God's wise 
word, and life finds its fulfillment through that same word. God's wise word, beginning and end. And so this summer, with wisdom as our guide, we've traveled the ups and the downs of human life experience, of of our life experience, from, from the glory of Psalm 8 to the fears of Psalm 13. We've gathered to be reminded that we are a frail people who doubt and who need assurance. We've we've come face to face with our sin and our mortality, confessing and lamenting with the Psalms, even as we cling to God's promise to preserve our life. We've processed together through these weeks through the rituals of life's liturgies, only to find ourselves led into the ecstasy of freedom. We've been overcome with the impatience of waiting, only to find ourselves nestled like a a weaned child in the tender embrace of our faithful mother, calmed and quieted by strong arms and gentle cooing of that one from whom our life comes and who so loves us, loves us. And last week, the closing note of the Psalter's final movement sounded, Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! And that note resounds through the last five Psalms, 146, through 150, at least 35 times in those psalms. Now, this hallelujah is not a swinging from the chandeliers sort of hallelujah, one akin to, yeehaw, we finally made it out of there. It's not a hallelujah shout announcing that we've finally been set free from the struggles and confines of our humanity. Rather, This closing hallelujah rings out with praise to our Creator who knew that in making us so meant we might experience the freedom and grace of living in love's bounds. This hallelujah then is more like a joyful frolic through the lay, through the grasslands, not rambunctiously, but still joyfully bounding playfully, and with a whole lot of awe. I say that because this closing note is tied to all the preceding movements of the Psalter. It's not made apart from our life's journey, but is intricately woven in as a centering motif, as if to say, to to truly follow the wise way, the way of God's law, is to allow your life from beginning to end, amidst all the beauty and even the sordidness, to be a song of thankful praise. This closing hallelujah note is about taking delight in the God who has graciously given us wise instruction that leads us into, that guides us about, and that has even carried us through the smooth, and rugged terrains of living. The grasslands and the desert, beside gently flowing streams and up into rocky crags, 
under the blazing heat of the noonday and the refreshing shade of the oak tree, plugging away at the ordinary while wide-eyed and dumbstruck by the thunder and the lightning, the hail, the sunrises and the sunsettings. God's wise word is the guide leading a people who humbly listen and follow through all the vicissitudes of life. It is as if the compilers are telling us this closing hallelujah is forged in the journey and deeply resonates out from the core of a people who, through the span of life, have followed the way of wisdom, has, has allowed God's law to tether them firmly to the mast of God's faithful love. Sinking or swimming together, they know that they belong to God, who is faithful and good. Praise. Praise is the faithful outcome for those following God's law, the way of wisdom. This hallelujah, praise the Lord, is inextricably tied to Psalm 1 and is our faithful response to God's good word by which we were created, secured, and life-bound together. And so, Today, Psalm 148 begins, Praise the Lord, and ends, Praise the Lord, with 11 more calls to praise sandwiched in between. And this call to praise extends not only to us humans, but to all creation to all angels and heavenly hosts who minister in the divine courts, the, the realm beyond human grasping, put your whole being into that for which you have been created, and a faithful outpouring of praise shall resound in the heavens to the ones created and set in the regions beyond earth's exosphere, in the vacuum of space, sun and moon and starry host, Shine on, you celestial diamonds, with the light you were created to reflect. This is your song of praise to the Creator who gave you the role of signpost pointing to your light source. And to the regions within Earth's sphere, sky above, which, by which the earthly terrain is watered, rain down your good gifts to bring forth relief, replenishment, nutrients, new life. For this is your song of praise to the God who made you to shower blessings upon the good earth. This first set of listeners called to ring out praise have been created to do so in their very nature. By God's wise word, they have been created and fixed in their places to witness to the glory and wonder of the creative good Lord and their impactful work in ways we humans understand in part and in other ways we don't understand at all is organically tied to nurturing existence here 
on this, the blue planet, water world, the third rock from the sun. And by doing what they were made to do, not only do they praise their creator, they also work to solicit praise from planet Earth, from all creatures living beneath the watery surfaces, from the created forces working in tandem, earth and wind and fire and water, from all landforms and flora found in the diverse terrains of planet Earth, from all non-human creatures roaming above and beneath the soil, wild and domestic, creepy, crawly and flying, slithering and scampering on all fours, all of you, all of you, praise the Lord in doing what you have been made to do. Majestically tower or gently roll, gracefully soar or deeply root, quietly nicker, excitedly whinny, stately trot, stalk, purr, Bark, roar, snuffle, hiss, pronounce, proudly prance with plumage unfurled, dance and sing and mate and be fruitful and multiply as you do what you have been made to do. This is your praise to the Lord. And then the psalmist brings us to the human creature image bearers divinely formed and inspired to bear the semblance of our maker throughout all God's good creation. Sentient, inductive, deductive, creative, willful choosers who have been given incredible power to plan and work in the vast sphere of God's wide world of wonders. Monarchs, Princes, princesses, presidents, senators, representatives, dumas, councils, prime ministers, general secretaries, premiers, all of you rulers who sit in positions of power and authority over people, do what you have been empowered to do with your heart fixed on the way of wisdom, which is God's way. And all you people who sit not in governmental positions of every age, every gender, wherever you live, however your family structure, whatever your history, do what you have been empowered to do with your heart fixed on the way of wisdom, on God's way. The human creature having been created with desire and thought and speech and action, all we human beings have been given incredible power to, to wield throughout all creation in all our ways to impact for good or for ill, for flourishing, floundering, restoring or destroying. We have been given incredible power over one another to cherish or to neglect, to preserve or discard, to lose or to save. Pay attention 
the psalmist cries, pay attention and use your power wisely in concert with God, who wields power in such ways that reveal faithfulness, wisdom, executing justice for the oppressed, and not excluding those imprisoned, giving food to the hungry so all have enough, healing and raising up those laid low, coming to the aid of the stranger, the orphan, the widow. This is the way of God, the wise way that leads to life. So much has been placed into the hands of this single species of creature. We human beings, homo sapiens, us. Christmas Eve, 1914. The Western Front and all's not quiet. The world was a powder keg, and across Europe, out of the human heart, bent on destruction, all hell is breaking loose. World War I had been waging for five months already, and human ingenuity had taken reign over newer technologies to devise mass production of, of new ways of killing more, faster. It would be one of the deadliest wars in human history. And in those first five months, the dead and wounded tallied to over four million persons. Life in the trench system, the trenches ran on the fronts over 475 miles from the English Channel to the Swiss Alps. It was lived in water and muck and mire. And while safer than being out in no man's land, that bullet-barraged wasteland between enemy trench lines littered with tree stumps and gnarled barbed wire and shrapnel and bodies, the, the trenches were still incredibly dangerous. Mortars, cave-ins, lice, trench foot, infections, hunger, disease, despair. Christmas Eve, 10 o'clock p.m., packed like sardines in a Belgian trench measuring three feet wide and three feet deep. British soldiers reported hearing a murmur arising from the German trenches. The murmur was soon recognized as as familiar tunes, as Christmas carols. In the darkness, some of the British soldiers began to hum along, even sing back, and eventually a shout rang up from the opposing side, a, a loud voice speaking English with a very strong German accent beckoning, come over here! An agreement was reached to meet halfway in the wasteland, in no man's land, 
And nervously, from both sides, soldiers began climbing out of their trenches, cautiously making their way through the barbed wire until there they stood face to face, toe to toe. And hands were extended and words of Christmas cheer came off their lips. There we were, actual, practical enemy soldiers together, and not an atom of hate on either side, reported one of the survivors later. And there, in no man's land, the soldiers joined in singing carols as they also shared in wine and food tobacco, and they swapped prisoners along with souvenirs, and they shared in burial rites for their dead. And then out from somewhere, from where nobody was really sure, a, a soccer ball appeared. And so enemies just hours before making their voices heard and curses and bullets cleared a field for games of football. Weihnachtsfrieden, Christmas peace. Into the ungodly turmoil, deep in the muck and mire of human depravity, a, a holy moment broke in to, to light another way, the wise way that begins in God's grace to unite a people, us, in praise for the fullness of all life. In no man's land, it is praise that debunks the worldly wisdom that might is right and war is the answer. In no man's land, it is praise that rips out the razor wire we've installed to separate us from them to create a fearless space into which all can come out from our trenches and experience the joyful freedom of sisterhood and brotherhood as enemies are converted into guests. In no man's land, it is praise that awakens us as we hide out in bunkers, shallow grave-like ditches we've dung as we strive with all that we've got to conquer and stake our claim over a little patch of turf stained with the blood of sisters and brothers. In no man's land, it is praise that opens us to the ever-present one who has not only created us, but loves us with such fierce passion that, that he moves heaven and earth in order to find us. He aligns earth with heaven so that his glory song rings throughout all creation to fill everything, every creature, every human with an overflowing, joyful passion for life. All our grabbing, all our scrambling here and there, this way and that, hither and thither, at times alone and at other times in fragile togetherness, sometimes 
with confidence and arrogant weapons of our tongues spoken behind cacophonous weapons of war and sometimes with crippling trepidation and sniveling silence. All of it is but an attempt to fill the void we have made that confines us in a stall filled with our own filth, perfumed with a cheap manufactured scent of freedom and power. In no man's land, it is praise that opens our clenched fists and softens our stony hearts so that we might share wine and bread with one's we don't even know, yet still call enemy. It's praise that silences our cursing lips so we might together lift up an open-hearted song of thanksgiving. Praise that unites us as one people who live centered around the one thing that satisfies all longing, centers around the one thing as the sweet smell from a straw-lined manger fills our nostrils and our lungs, a manger in which the life-giving one deigns to meet us in the soured muck of our stalls. Here, in this straw, lies the horn God has raised up for his people the horn broadcasting throughout all the earth to announce God's salvation. The horn blown to summon all people together with welcome that moves hands to clasp as friends and feet to joyfully dance together. The horn filled and poured out to anoint a priestly people who will bear passionate witness in the world to the to wise way of God with great attention to work for the flourishing of life for all. Here, in that straw, lies Jesus the horn God has raised up for the world to take up the whole of human life, all that is good and beautiful and all that is evil and ugly. Raised up even upon a hideous man-made cross as a beacon to the way that roots us more deeply together so we might draw closer to the heart of the one who loves us truly. The only one who loves us truly. Jesus, God's word of wisdom leading us into the song of eternal praise and thanksgiving. Alleluia, the way of life. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thanks for listening this week. 
The First Presbyterian Church of Flint is an historic downtown congregation proudly part of the Presbyterian Church USA, the largest Presbyterian denomination in the United States. You can learn more about us at fpcf.org. You can check out our weekly live stream broadcasts on our channel on YouTube, but better yet, you can stop by any Sunday at 10.30 a.m. to worship with us. We would love to welcome you and your family to worship. Have a great week.